praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord's good to us. While you're standing tonight, I'll just go ahead and read this portion of Scripture in Matthew chapter 6. And um, Matthew 6 and verse 9. And, uh, I know that everyone can, can quote this. The Lord speaking to his disciples about prayer. It says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now I want to uh, teach a little bit tonight on this. The kingdom and the power and the glory. Let's bow our heads and pray for the lesson tonight. Precious Lord, I thank you for this word. And Lord, I know tonight that you're going to speak to our hearts. Lord, anoint these lips of clay to speak words to feed your people tonight. God, that we might all be changed and be better. Lord, that we can do more for you. We ask it tonight in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise before you're seated. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for his word. Hallelujah. Thankful for the word of God. You can be seated. Thank you for being in service tonight. I, I want to go back to verse 13 and read that second part. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. During prayer meeting on Monday night, um, we had, like I said, I can't really describe it. You just had to be here. But it was powerful and, and the Holy Ghost was in this place in a tremendous way. And through the praying and the worshiping and the way we were moving, they were singing this song. My wife was singing this song that this praise team just sang. And I remember standing just about right here and just worshiping. And when she was singing over and over that part, for, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And, and so as the way the Lord will sometimes just uh, during prayer a lot of times like that, he, he'll grab my attention. And while I was worshiping and I was just, those lines were just going over and over my head for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And it's just like the Holy Ghost stopped me and said, do you understand what that's saying? And just, I mean, this happens like this. It seems like it takes a long time when I tell it, but it was just like this. All of a sudden I, I had this, uh, the Spirit just asking me a question and, and, and showing me something and and when those words went through again, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, like the, the Lord spoke into my spirit and said, every time you look at yourself in the mirror and you remember what I have done in your life, you are seeing the kingdom and the power and the glory. 
whenever you see another soul that has been born again, changed and saved, you are seeing the kingdom and the power and the glory. Whenever you see a child of God, you are seeing firsthand the kingdom and the power and the glory. And so, of course, I just held on to that. That was, that was it. Nothing else, nothing, you know, I, I would like two or three more pages, Lord. But um, that was it. And so I've rolled this around in my head, and I, I, I've thought of this, and, and I said, I know where the Lord taught them to pray, and I have always looked at this prayer as, you know, a, a kind of a pattern for a way to pray because they were asking them about prayer. And, and so I, I've done that, but I've never applied what I just told you. I, I've never thought about that before, never looked at the relationship that it has. I, I did not realize that uh, along with many other things that that last line is describing the church, the kingdom, power, and glory. And so I, I began to look and uh, now... How many times do we recite the Lord's Prayer? Or, or, you know, and you don't have to raise your hands, but do you ever just pray the Lord's Prayer? I do. I don't mind telling you. I do. I pray the Lord's Prayer because he said pray after this manner, so I pray it. And sometimes I pray it more in a pattern and it expands, but I'm, I try to touch every point in there and, uh, and look at those things. But uh, he was not just repeating himself at the end, uh, you know, partially from what he said as we start. Uh, do we understand and realize what this prayer and what he's saying at the end, he's telling us how to close it out, what he is saying about who we are and what God has done for us? Or do we pray it as a prayer of expectation and now let's wait and see, but it doesn't really talk about the here and now. But I feel like that if we will realize that the ones praying this are the kingdom and the power and the glory because we are connected to all three of those words in the closing line of this prayer. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When Jesus departed, passed the work on to his disciples, he did not leave us ill-equipped for the job. He did not leave us without what we needed to carry this gospel message to the world. He would not have said, go preach the gospel to every creature if he did not intend on us being able to carry that out. He would not have said you're going to be like uh, lambs among wolves and uh, if he didn't expect us to defeat the wolf. God gave us what we needed. He uh, did not leave us ill-equipped for the job. He gave us ways to be rewarded. If you just read prior, uh, before this and after this prayer in uh, Matthew chapter 6, he talks about how we can pray and fast and give and be rewarded. He told us how that we can get things in this life from God. He told us how to stay in relationship with God and have the ability to do all things through him. We are not just uh, a doormat for the world. I know that we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. I know that we die daily, and I know that there is a war that goes on inside this flesh, but we are not uh, the doormat of the world, a bunch of weaklings that are always being kicked around and defeated. We will not be limping into heaven, but we, in this life, let me remind you that we have weapons, and our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Kingdom 
and power and glory. And that's who the body is. And so uh, when I began to study it, I, I was uh, looked through so many. There's two, there was way too many scriptures. You cannot imagine how many times the kingdom of God is mentioned in just the New Testament. But uh, one uh, scripture we are charged in 1 Thessalonians 2 and 12. Paul charges us that you would walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom and glory. And so when I began to look, I said, God, I want to know what you're telling me. And so when we look at this prayer, our Father in heaven, so I don't want you to think because I know we have power that I'm saying that we do all these things on our own. I do believe expressly what Jesus said, for without me you can do nothing. I know that I am nothing of my own, but I am by what I am by the grace of God. And I realize that without God, nothing happens. And it is God who has empowered us. You know that God does not micromanage us. And we are not puppets on a string. But he has equipped us to carry out the work of the kingdom. And so our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I, I know the name. I know the name that's uh, above every name. I know that name that ought to be hallowed. I know the name of Jesus. And I know that all power in heaven and earth is in the name of Jesus. But he said, thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And, and uh, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. All these uh, verses I just read are how we're better. How we are children of God. We, we are getting what we need from him. We are getting forgiveness because we need it and we need to forgive so we can be forgiven, lead us not into temptation. Keep us away from evil. Keep us away from all these things. For thine is the kingdom. Whatever, uh, I started thinking those two words, for thine. I know we don't use thine anymore. Is, you know, is, that's thine. Hey, that car out there, is that thine? That's, we don't use that anymore, I know. But the scripture uses thine. And it says, for thine is. So that means whatever belongs to him. Whatever belongs to him is the kingdom and the power and the glory. We belong to him. Psalm 119 and 94 says, I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. We belong to God. And it's not just in the sense that I know the scripture, the Lord said, Behold, all souls are mine, saith the Lord. Not just in the sense that he is the life giver of everything. Not just in the sense that he created man and woman and uh, made them male and female and put them on this earth. Not, I'm not just talking about in the sense that where he is because we're made in his image. I'm talking about... Uh, we belong to him. Uh, we are his children. In John 1 and 12, it said, But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. When he's talking about our conversion, he's already mentioning power to become 
the sons of God. And he's talking about the name. Both of those things contained in this prayer that the Lord was speaking about. But in Romans 8 and 9, Paul said, Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his, which tells me if I have the Spirit of Christ, I am his, because in verse 15, he says, We have not received again the spirit of bondage to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. If I adopt somebody, they are my child. When he adopted me, I became thine. Lord, I am thine. I am yours. I belong to you. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. It's a little different when you start realizing that after he talks about all the things we need applied to us, deliver us from evil. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine. The things that belong to God, they forgive. The things that belong to God, you know, the kingdom is about forgiveness. It's about overcoming evil. It's about uh, being his. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. We are his servants. We are his disciples. We are the people of God. The scripture said that we were, one time we were not even uh, people, but now we are the people of God or we are his. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 says, Now ye are the body of Christ. And members in particular, we are his. We are the bride of Christ. In Acts 20 and 8, Paul reminded them that God has purchased this church with his own blood. In Ephesians 1 and 14, it says that we are the purchased possession. And then Peter said in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, that we were not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ. And then 1 Corinthians 3 and 23 tells me, and ye are Christ's. I'm thine. There is no doubt tonight that we are his. And when we were praying the other night, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost let me know. Just He said, the greatest thing. People, I want to see your power. I want to see your glory. I want to see uh, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Every time you look in the mirror, every time you see somebody born again, you're seeing the kingdom and the power and the glory. He didn't come just to do miracles. That ain't just the power. He didn't come just to walk on water. That ain't just the power. But he came so that people could be born again and get into the kingdom. That's the kingdom and the power and the glory. When I start praying now, I'm going to be realizing something. I ain't just praying for something to come. It's already here. When I look in the mirror, Brother Larry, I'm not going to turn away and forget what kind of person I am. I'm going to remember that I am the kingdom and the power and the glory. Uh, There is no doubt that we are his. So if we're his, then we're the kingdom. And so, like I said, it was way too exhausted to, to try to get all the scriptures. But Luke 17 and 21 tells me that the kingdom of God is within you. It's not separate from me. If it's within me, me and the Lord are one. He said, that's what was my desire. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. And so if he's in me and me and him are one, I'm also one with the kingdom. For the kingdom of God is 
within you. Look at your neighbor and say, your kingdom. All the way back in Exodus 19, when the Lord brought his people out of Egypt, this is what he said in Exodus 19 and 4. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. You're going to tell them, Moses, that I did this not just so they could see a bunch of miracles, but I did it to change them. And I did it to make them holy. And I did it so that they could be a kingdom here on this earth. We are the kingdom of God. I know that heaven's coming. And I know we got a place to go. But the kingdom's right here. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now that can mean a couple of things. You could say, well, we live on the earth. I want to see kingdom stuff happening on earth. Or we were made from the dust of the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. Because the kingdom of God is within. The kingdom of God is within you. Praise God. When you start reading the scripture, you'll find, as Jesus taught on the, on the Mount of Beatitudes, and he began to talk in Matthew 5, verses 3, verses 10, verses 19, different things that are associated. If, if we do these things, then we are automatically associated with the kingdom of God. In Matthew 6 and 33, what did he tell us? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. We are, can't be his and be separate from kingdom. Parable after parable after parable, he would be telling us how we need to behave and how we need to act and how we need to handle things. And he would always say, the kingdom of heaven is likened to. It was all about being kingdom people. In Luke 12 and 32, he said, Look, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know what he did when you were born again? When he washed your sins away and filled you with the Holy Ghost? He gave you the kingdom. He gave you the kingdom. For thine, I'm, the, I'm thine, Lord, then your kingdom. For thine is the kingdom. When people would pray back then, and you, know, you read their prayers, man, they were very personal, and, and the Lord was teaching them, and it was very personal. He said, this will be you praying for thine. That means everything that's yours, Lord, I'm yours. I am your servant, I am your servant, I am your child, I am uh, born again, washed in your blood, purchased, I, I am the bride, I am the body, I, that's me, I'm thine. And thine is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. In John 3 and 3 and 3 and 5, we know this conversation very well. Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse 5, uh, to clarify, he said, except a man be born of water, baptism in Jesus' name, and of the Spirit, being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So new birth is essential to be part of the kingdom. 
basically is what he's telling us, that that new birth uh, is being part of the kingdom because all of that deals with, number one, being his. When something was uh, purchased in a name or, or done in a name, it, it, it signified that that was that person's possession. When we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, it signifies that we are his. When we are filled with the Spirit, we've already read these scriptures, we know that we have received the Spirit of adoption, Without the Spirit of Christ, we are none of His. So we know that once we receive the Spirit, that we become His as well. That's the possession. And if we are His, then this new birth gets us into the kingdom, seeing the kingdom, entering into the kingdom, entering into kingdom life. Kingdom life here. Walking in the power of the Spirit, walking in faith, living by faith. You know, So we need to realize that we're kingdom people here on earth. It does, I'm not saying we're going to... Act like we're going to shut, we're not shutting God out. I'm not saying, oh, well, he just cut us loose and let's do our own thing. All this don't happen without him. But us realizing that the authority that he has given us here on this earth and that we are bought with a price and purchased and, and, and we're not a bunch of, uh, hey, just lay down and kick me. I'm not going to do anything. There's nothing wrong. We should be humble and we should be meek, but that doesn't mean we're weak because we have the weapons of God. This kingdom is not weak. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so we've got power uh, after we become his. We are kingdom people. When we are born again, access to kingdom. I can see kingdom things. I can enter into kingdom things. That's what's going to get us in. Now, uh, in 1 John 5 and 8, he clarifies it a little, a little further. He says, there are three that bear witness in the earth, spirit, water, and blood, and they agree in one. All these things equal us being part of the kingdom because the spirit makes us his. Being baptized in the water in his name makes us his. The blood purchased us. All these things signify and agree. Once this person has this in his life, they all agree. You're his. You belong to God. You are now part of the kingdom, for the kingdom of God is within you. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, Paul said these things to remind us, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, None of these shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. <laughs> Whenever you see yourself and what God brought you out of and what God delivered you from and how God changed your life, you're looking at the kingdom and the power and the glory. Whenever you see a soul uh, born again. When you see them, we've been baptizing people, baptizing another one today. When you see them baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, they standing in the baptistry speaking in other tongues, you know what you're looking at? The kingdom and the power and the glory. This is what I'm going to see here on earth. Oh, one day I'm going to see some things I can't describe, but right here on this earth, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
Hey, let me tell you, that's people preaching the gospel. That's people reaching the lost. That's people living a life, a holy life unto God. That's how we're going to see the kingdom and the power and the glory. There's things coming that I can't even describe. There's no way it hasn't entered into our hearts. Uh, no I hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard, and it's not even made it to the heart, the things that God's prepared for them that love him. I understand that. I know that it's uh, unimaginable what we can read about it, but we don't really know what it's going to be like when we get there. We can speculate and, and hope, and as good as we can hope it'll be, it will be a million times better. But here, on earth, in earth, I want the kingdom. I want his will done in earth, in earth. I want his will in my life. I want to uh, live worthy. Remember what we said? Uh, live worthy of God who has called us into his kingdom and his glory. I want to live worthy of God because we're part of the kingdom. Then he said, uh, for thine is the kingdom and thine is the power. We read things about that all the way through the scripture. You can go back to the Old Testament and see what Micah said, Micah 3 and 8. He said, but truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Now I want to point out something here that's, that uh, it doesn't matter if it's the kingdom of the world or if it's the kingdom of heaven, there's going to be power and glory connected to it. In Luke 4, in verses 5 and 6, one of the temptations that the devil brought against the Lord was this. In verse 5, he said, And the devil took him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment in time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory. Power, glory, kingdoms. It doesn't matter if it's from the world or if it's from heaven. It's, it's both operating. That's why we fight principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. And he was saying, but look what also he said, for it's delivered unto whoever I will give it. If you will worship me, all of this will be yours. You belong to who you worship. I'll worship him. And that's what the Lord answered him. He said, it's written. You can't worship anybody but the Lord. You can't worship anybody but God. And so uh, I worship him. I'm his. And you know what comes along with it? Kingdom, power, and glory. Right here. And that's why people get deceived because, hey, you know, that's why some people, man, they, they, they're here. They're not going nowhere. There's no way I'm leaving this. This is the best life going because I realize that what God done in my life is the power and the kingdom or the kingdom and the power and the glory. I realize what it is. But there's some people that they get uh, so starstruck by the world because you know what they get? They get in the kingdom of the world and they get a little power and they get a little glory because they worship the one out there that's able to give it. And whoever you worship, whoever you yield yourself to, the Bible says that's whose servant you'll be. That's whose servant you'll be. And so I'm his servant. I yield to him. And so kingdom, power, and glory... That's who we are. We're the kingdom and the power and the glory. Luke 10 and 19, he told us, but behold, I give you power to tread on serpents. Power. Scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Power. It's mine. I've got that power. 
It comes with the Spirit of the Lord. I've got that power. And then Luke 24 and 49, he told them before they left, I send you the promise of my Father, but tear you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. These are things he was intending for his people to realize that they were. I'm going to send power on you, of course, Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Witnesses of what? The kingdom. You have a witness about something different than Jesus did when he came preaching. Repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. Every time you stand up and testify, that's the kingdom testifying. When you're born again, washed in his blood, filled with his spirit, you're that new creature in Christ. You know what you are? Your kingdom. Power. You got power over the enemy, power of tread on surface of scorpions. You got power. You got power to be like God because you received the, the dunamis of God. You received that ability of God. The Lord said, you're going to do the things I did and greater things shall you do. We become power on this earth. And then 1 Corinthians 4 and 20, for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. So we know that they're connected, kingdom of God and power hand in hand. For thine is the kingdom and the power. I'm thine, kingdom, power. It's both there. Now the glory. Now John, in the first chapter of John, he, he writes a great revelation. We know in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. We know that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And then he said, and we beheld the glory of God in, in the face of Jesus Christ as, a, as the only begotten of the Father. That's how we saw the glory of God. It was in that flesh that walked this earth. And so everything that Jesus did, everything he said, everything he was, was to give an understanding, one writer said, of him that is true. To give an understanding of God and to give God the glory. Everything Jesus did, he said, I'm doing this to glorify my Father in heaven. I'm, I'm giving him the glory. I can't do anything. I can only do what he tells me to do, what I've seen, what I've heard. That's all I can do. Now, remember, if the same spirit that raised Jesus up dwells inside of us, if that same spirit is inside of us, then we are to do and say and, and be the things that mirror him and bring him glory. That's what we're here to do. Didn't he tell us, what did he say about being the light of the world? And you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify or bring glory to your Father which is in heaven. When you see someone changed, delivered, washed of their sins, living a new life, become a new creature, you know who gets that glory? God. When somebody looks at you, that's glory that goes to God because you didn't do it. He did it. That glory goes to God. When uh, you uh, pray for somebody and they get better, you didn't do it. God did it. Peter made sure, he said, look, why are you, well, he told this guy, you know, such as I have, I give unto you. Rise up and walk. The guy's healed. They questioned him about it. He said, why are you looking at us like it was by our own holiness or something that we did? He said, it was his name and faith in his name that this man stands here whole day. Uh, we're just the vessel, but we're his. We're his. And you know what's going to happen as long as we're his? Everywhere we walk, kingdom and power and glory. Ah, come on. 
Every time you go somewhere, you, you're his. When you go somewhere, kingdom and power and glory is able to happen. Kingdom and power and glory. I don't think this lesson is as long as I thought it was. But it don't have to be long, does it? It wasn't long while I was standing there and God was downloading that into my brain either. I was like... But now do you see what, what I'm saying? Can you, do you understand? I hope I'm conveying to you what God was conveying to me. That don't pray that prayer and act like that closing line is just part of a prayer that don't mean anything to you. Your mind, that means you are the power, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So you pray those things, give me my daily bread, forgive me my trespasses, I'm going to forgive people, keep me from evil things. Because I'm thine. And I want to make sure all these things are right in my life. That Number one, that I hallow your name first. That I know all my benefits come from you daily. That I am forgiving because that's what you came to do. I'm forgiving others as you forgive me. And then I want to stay away from evil things. I want to abstain from the appearance of evil. For thine is the kingdom. I'm a kingdom representative. I am a representative of your kingdom and your power and your glory, and, and I don't want to tarnish that. And, but also now with that being armed with that knowledge, I don't have to walk in hunkered down afraid or backing up or worried that uh, I, I don't have what it takes to handle the situation. You're not going to walk into a situation where uh, you don't have what you need because he's in you. Great, he don't leave or forsake you. Greater is he that's in you. And he is in the world. So when you walk into the hospital room, you got the authority to handle that. The kingdom just walked in. When you walk into your job or into your school, kingdom just walked in. When you walk into your home, kingdom just walked in. It's the king. You don't have to shut that down. You don't have to close up and hide. It, it, this, this thing, one man said, this thing's not done in a corner. We're not, we're not hiding. We're not trying to close up. We're the light of the world. You don't, you don't light a candle and, and set it under a bushel, but you put it on a candlestick where it lights the whole room and benefits everybody. And so you go in knowing you, you, you don't walk with your nose in there, but you can walk with your head held high because you belong to the king. Oh, well, we're the light of the world. We let it shine so the Father will be glorified. First Corinthians 6 and 20. This is one of my all-time favorite scriptures. You are bought with a price. That means I'm somebody's possession. Therefore, glorify God or bring God glory in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Ownership, right there, that's, that's another thing. But it's also Glory. Whatever I do in this body, whatever I do in this spirit, it needs to bring God glory. If you want to check yourself, if I go here, would that glorify God? You hear that buzzer go off? Nah. Stay out. You start thinking something that on the, on the inside, and that ain't going to glorify God. Because guess what? God ain't just looking at what you're doing. He's looking at what you're thinking. <laughs> He's looking at your intentions. And so you start thinking, oh, I'm going to do this. And, ooh, it'll really put one over on them. And the Lord's going, uh-huh. 
Will that glorify me? Oh, God's looking. And so everything, I'm bought with a price. I, I, I am, I'm thine. You bought me. You purchased me. This body made in your image. And now it's been washed in your blood. This body is yours. It's yours. And you know what? People, they get born again and they walk away from God. It's like you're stealing. You're taking God's purchased possession to place it in, it ain't supposed to go. And doing things with it, it would be like somebody would steal a motorcycle off your carport and go ride it all over the place and, and just rag it out and run it into trees and bust it all up and do everything. It ain't theirs to do with. And they bring, then come bringing it back all tore up. What is this? That's yours. You didn't have the right to do that. I don't have the right. I have the right to take this body and go do anything I want to with it now. He bought it. He paid the price for it. And so uh, that's why we abstain from the very appearance of evil and we, do, we make sure that we don't do things to let our good be evil spoken for. We, we are careful. And people say, oh, goody two-shoes. You can call me whatever label you want to stick on. I don't care. But I'm going to glorify God. Oh, you died for me. Like I'm going to stick my tongue out of it and walk the other way. No, sir. I understand people that have never been to him don't know it. Let me tell you something. I have seen what God can do with a life. I have seen how God can break addictions and bring people out of stuff. And I have seen how he can bless and, and change. I mean, change a life so completely that, that that evidence of that old man has completely disappeared. If you are in Christ, you are a new creature and old things are passed away and all things have become new. Before you got in him, you were the old man. You were part of this kingdom of this world. And maybe you had some glory and some power in it. But, but once we surrender to him, repent, turn from our wicked ways, and we go down in that water in his name, and that's sins of our past are remitted and washed away. The Bible says we come up to walk in the newness of life. Now I'm walking in kingdom, power, and glory. I walk a new walk now. I, I, I'm different than I used to be. In 1 Peter 4, So many books marked here. I told you I had a lot of scripture I <laughs> marked tonight. First, but I'm just about to end, actually. So I guess I'm a little, little ahead of schedule. First Peter 4, 14 through 16. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, and if the name of Christ is on you, that's because you're his, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he's evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's affairs or matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. In other words, uh, when we're his, whatever we go through, even in our suffering, glory is there. He said, Glory is resting on you. The spirit of glory rests on you. And in all these things, you're glorifying God. You're bringing God glory. You live your life 
no matter what you're going through, realizing that you're kingdom. You know why he could say if you're suffering like that, happy are ye? Because one thing doesn't change. Your situation doesn't change the fact that you're kingdom, power, and glory. It don't change it, Brother Larry. No matter what, that, that's the good, I thank God we are. Because that's how we make it, realizing that we are kingdom, power, and glory. And his kingdom's not going to fade away. And his power is unlimited. And glory to God for what he's doing when he brings us out. It's always a part of us. And so to sum it up, we are part of the kingdom. We are full of power. And all the glory goes to God. So when you pray that prayer now, when you pray the Lord's prayer now, when you get down there to the end, you remember what you're saying. All these things, Lord, this is what I'm asking for, but here it is. For thine is the kingdom, I'm thine. Thine is the power, I'm thine. And thine is the glory, I'm thine. You are a representative of what the sacrifice, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ produced. Honey, that's kingdom. That's power. And that's glory. Healing the sick, that's awesome. Raising the dead, hey, that's awesome. If we can go out there and walk on water, that'd be really cool. But I don't know that guarantee heaven. And you know what? Miracles can be imitated. But you know what can't be imitated? The blood of Jesus and the Spirit of God. We are a heaven-bought original. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. A heaven-bought original. Kingdom, power, and glory. Stand with me. Honey, I'm sorry I should have told you to come on. So, I just remind us of 1 Thessalonians 2 and 12, that we would walk worthy of God who has called us unto his kingdom and unto his glory. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. You start feeling kind of bad about yourself. You know, we, we've pre- preached this from other directions sometimes. We talk about, Scripture says, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. But you know, you could even stop that to a point because anybody that's created in the image of God what a creation they are. But that new creature only happens one way. The Bible says if we're in Christ, well, you know, I've, I've looked for this and looked for this because when I saw that, I said, I want to figure this out. The only way that I can figure on, or I, that I can find that tells me how I can get into Christ is through baptism. It says, know you not that many of you that have that were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. When I put on a coat, now I'm in it. And my life is hid in Christ. So that means i got to be in Him. But the only scriptures I can find about a, a person getting into Christ is through baptism. There's a lot of scriptures about Him coming into us because it's, it works both ways. We're in Him, He's in us. That's why we're one. So the only way for me to get into Christ I can be around him. 
I can be around the body. But if I'm going to get in him, got to be baptized. For we are buried with him in baptism. So, and so the only way for us to become kingdom power and glory, that don't happen but one way. That's by obeying Acts 2.38. That's how we're born again. We're baptized in Jesus' name, filled the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Isn't it wonderful? Hallelujah. God, we thank you tonight. Well, we just love you tonight, God. Hallelujah. If you would, would you come find a place to pray for a few minutes tonight and just thank the Lord tonight. And remember as you pray, your kingdom, your power, and your glory. God bless you tonight.